This is War Vessel Radio, standing firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and speaking triumphantly from the Word of God. Boldly living from a position in Christ and decreasing so that Jesus will increase. Proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus Christ and a hope and a future found in Him. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 8 of the War Vessel Radio podcast. Uh, Ben and I are taking a brief break from the mini-series we've been doing um, for a couple of reasons, and uh, but we're excited to get back with you. We have something that we're both studying for this next week, and we're looking forward to diving back in uh, to, with that series. So this is just kind of a gap week for both of us. Um, this was an interesting week for me, both personally uh, and spiritually, I just felt like I was in a fog bank this entire week and through actually having a a session with Ben, we were coming to talk about uh, what we wanted to discuss in the next podcast and we were actually looking at recording and we just didn't have any leading or direction and felt we just felt like we hit a wall and could not proceed and we were both kind of sensing from the spirit that this was for a reason. And just through conversation, we began discussing things. And uh, we decided it, it was good to take a break and refocus both uh, of our lives and uh, come back at this again and not try to create a podcast out of our own out of our own strength because that's what it would have been. We just did not have. I did not feel like the Spirit wanted us to progress with the next uh, episode. So that was interesting. And through reflection of my own heart, uh, some things were revealed that I I felt I needed to repent of and uh, just go to the Lord in prayer with and moving forward. And as I was doing that later that evening, uh, there was there was a, a passage that stuck into my head as I as I was praying. And it was, I was reflecting upon my own heart and my heart I want to have before Christ. And this just, it, this came into my head, it was Jesus, son of David. And it was, and this comes from Mark 10, uh, 46 through 52, the story of blind Bartimaeus, where he's along the side of the road and Jesus is coming with a multitude of people and this blind man uh, hears that it's Jesus coming, and he begins crying out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he's warned to be quiet and not call out for Jesus. But when he does that, he cries out all the more for Jesus. And that was, you know, that just shook me to, and shook my spirit as I was reading this, because that's, or as I was thinking about this last night, because that's the heart that I want my life to be constantly before Christ. That even when physically or even spiritually I'm blind, that I still cry out to Jesus and I still recognize who Jesus is. And I say, Lord, have mercy on me. I need I need you in my life right now. And that was kind of what this week was. I, I clearly felt that I am in Christ that I have the promises of Christ, but that doesn't mean there's not going to be difficulties. And so that was this week. I felt some difficulties arise, some some 
new challenges um, and things I had to face mentally and physically and spiritually. And it ended up being really good because I did feel some of it was actually a chastening or a discipline of the Lord. And I would always, in my in the past times, I know for sure I would have looked at that as attacks from the enemy, uh, just, you know, why is this happening to me? This is not fun. And this time, it was I had been studying in, a, in another Bible study and also through a, a sermon by our pastor. This uh, It talks in Hebrews 12 about the discipline of the Lord being for our benefit and that it's not fun but rather painful at the time, but it leads to the peaceful fruit of righteousness. And that was kind of the season that I was going through is recognizing these areas of my life that I need to be disciplined in, that the Lord has to work on me in, in order for me to grow. And grant, it wasn't a lot of fun. And some of these the things I was discussing with Ben, I didn't, it wasn't pleasant, I guess you could say. Um, it was uncomfortable. I was talking about issues that had to do with some pride I was having in my life in different areas. Um, and, and some of it was just even more arbitrary than that. And just like some things that the Lord had been revealing in my heart. Nothing major, but these subtle things that had grown into my life that were, were distracting me. And so it was good to bring uh, those to light with Ben and just have a, a time of prayer together and discuss that and move into what this this episode is, is this heart before Christ of crying out to him. And I want to read this this full passage of talking about blind Bartimaeus because it, it's packed full of what I wish and I desire my heart to be before Christ. So I'm going to read this. It's Mark 10, 46 to 52. Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warmed him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbi, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. And I just want to do a couple, highlight a couple things that stood out to me that I so desire for my spirit to reflect uh, and what this blind man had before Jesus that I wish my spirit would have all at all times before Jesus. Number one is he's blind and he, he hears the multitude coming or he's being told that there's this multitude coming and that Jesus is there. And so he starts crying out, not knowing where Jesus is. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he's calling this out. Meanwhile, he has people around him who are telling him to be quiet, to hush up, not to cry out for Jesus. You know, he doesn't want to see you. He has more important things to be doing. That's just what I imagine. 
But all the more he cries out, Son of David, have mercy on me. And, you know, I'm looking at this, and there's just some times in your life, and and I say your life, meaning my life as well, where you just feel spiritually blind. There's walls around you, you're bumping into things, and it, it's just nothing is clear. And in those times, it's very easy to turn inward into your own strength and try to fix problems and find the you know fix the situation that you're in what's what's the problem here how what's the solution and instead of turning to Jesus and crying out and saying Jesus have mercy on me i need your truth i need your direction i need your light in my life so i can navigate this and that was speaking to me as i've just been reflecting upon this passage last night and a little bit today and so here Another thing uh, that I wanted to throw out that was interesting is the son of David. He calls Jesus the son of David. And contextually, I'm not sure about this, but this is right. Chapter 11 of Mark is the triumphal entry into Jerusalem that was a representation of a king coming and taking the throne, which is what this triumphant entry of Jesus was. It was a recognition of Jesus being king and what the, who the Jews wanted to be king. But clearly, it Christ didn't come to be king on earth, but king spiritually in our, of our lives. So I found it interesting, anyways, that this blind man is declaring who David, or who, who David, who Jesus is before he is coming into Jerusalem. And that's the son of David, all the way back, the root of David. This is the heir that God promised to be the everlasting line of the king. And I found it interesting that this blind man was declaring that, that Jesus is the son of David, the the chosen king to, to carry on the promised covenant that God had made with David. So I was... That was just kind of a bonus thing I was thinking of and dwelling on. And how cool is it that the Lord was bringing that, was allowing that to happen at the same time that Jesus is about to enter enter Jerusalem. So that was cool. But then another thing is that as his urgency increased when he's being told to be quiet, when the... And in my mind, spiritually, this is the enemy saying, you know, quiet. Jesus doesn't want to hear you. What you're experiencing right now, he doesn't want to see. He doesn't want to know about. But if we increase, if we keep knocking on the door, Jesus answers. And it it says in verse 49, so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And I thought that was very, Jesus in his authority commanded him to be called. He silenced the quieting and he brought the person who was seeking him close to him. And I want that so badly in my life that if I cry out the more for Jesus, that even if I don't have the strength or the awareness to combat the enemy, that Jesus is more than capable of in authority commanding commanding my presence, I guess is the best way to say it, at whatever the situation may be. And I am given the full gift of being able to come to his throne of grace and request, which is is what blind Bartimaeus does here, is once he's told, 
be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. He immediately, it says, he throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. And I, I love that in verse 50. Throw away every way, everything that is keeping us from coming to Jesus. He just chucks his garment and goes straight to Jesus. And that is beautiful to me because, you know, if if we would just drop everything, whatever is keeping us from getting to Jesus. Now, I don't know in this situation if a garment was keeping him from Jesus, but it it brings a picture to me of whatever we're holding on to, whatever, you know, we're sitting in or around that is between us and Christ, you know, let us throw it aside because he is calling for us. And let us come to him as quickly as possible and dropping every weight. And so once he f- he came to Jesus and he threw away his garment, Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And, you know, it seems like this is a, a straightforward request and it, it seems like Jesus would know if there's a blind man, he's going to want to receive his sight. And that's what this blind man requests, you know, teacher, let me receive my sight, that I may receive my sight. Give me my sight. And and Jesus says to him, go your, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And it was the faith, it's always faith that Jesus looks to in, in other miracles. He says, your faith has made you well. Go. And I love that about blind Bartimaeus, that he, despite the discouragement, despite the his own physical disability, he still fought and cried out for Jesus. And Jesus, in his faith, Jesus responded to that. Now, what this this last verse, verse 52, that I thought was also really cool, is it says, Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Now, I don't know about you, but if I had just been healed of my sight and told to go my own way, I'd probably do just that. I I would be free to run and jump and see the things I hadn't been able to see before and do the things I'd never been able to do before. And Jesus clearly says him, tells him after he's received his sight, go your way. Your faith has made you well. But it's the go your way thing that's interesting. How would I respond if I was told, go Go your way, Jake. Go your way. What would I do? Would I choose to actually go my own way? Or would I, like this blind man, when he was told to go his his way and he had received his sight, he followed Jesus on the road. And that was all that mattered to him in that moment. Through this entire passage, the only thing that the blind man cares about is Jesus. And then once he receives his sight, he keeps his sight fixed upon Jesus, and he follows Jesus on the road. It, it's just a incredible, it's just an incredible thing to me about how I want my life to be, that if I would keep my eyes upon Jesus, even in the blindness, if I keep my thoughts and my cries to Christ, and then when I receive my sight, I don't immediately say, oh, the problem's been solved. I can now do my own thing, but instead continue to keep my eyes fixed upon Christ. That is 
the heart that we are to have, that even in brokenness, which I will be honest, there's a lot of brokenness in my life and a lot of things that I struggle with, but Christ is more than capable of overcoming for me. And I've experienced this time and time again. And that is the beauty of Christianity, that in, in our weaknesses, Christ is strong. And his strength is revealed through our weaknesses, just as this in the case of this blind man. But more than anything, this go your, go your way. And instead of choosing my own way or our own way, that we would choose to follow Jesus on the road and follow him wherever he goes because what he's done for us is so worthy of us following him in return. Not only in his death on the cross and his sacrifice on earth and the example he's given us, but also the gift of having a relationship with him. He's done so much more than I can comprehend and the little I have to do is just follow him and that is what my heart is at the bare minimum I don't I don't know it's the simplicity of Christ the centrality and the simplicity of Christ is all I want to it be Jesus and Jesus alone and it's so easy I know for me to complicate life with I need to be I need to be doing this ministry or I need to be doing this study or in this Bible study or I I need to be taking this job. And I I just, I confuse myself because I get distracted with what I need to be doing for Christ instead of just following Jesus. I search for what I need to do instead of crying out and allowing Jesus to command me to come to him. And I I don't know if this is making any sense, but to me this has been stirring my heart over last night and uh, today. And I, I I was blessed by the Lord revealing this passage to me. And uh, it just did a tremendous work in my heart. And uh, so I hope you guys got something out of this. Um, I really appreciate you all listening and uh, and for joining me in this, this learning curve. Uh, and maturing process of my own faith as well. And um, I hope above all else that I would be open and honest in these podcasts and not uh, and not ungenuine. I want to have a genuine spirit before you all and before the Lord and not hide anything. Even the brokenness, which it can be hard and it can feel tough to be, admit, you know, that this was a tough week and that there's stuff going on that I'm not in control of all the time or that uh, I don't know what to do with or handle or things that I've created problems for myself that I the Lord needs to chasten me in and to to teach me and that's what I want this podcast what I want war vessel radio to be I the war vessel image is that it's it's not that you're a knight in shining armor, but more that you're a knight in battle-damaged armor, still clinging, still calling out to your lord, to your captain, and fighting onward uh, for victory. That That is my hope and prayer for this podcast and for you all, that uh, even in the tough parts of battle of this life, 
we would move onward to victory and continue to recognize that victory is in our grasp at all times. So thank you all for listening to this podcast. You can expect next week Ben and I to jump back in together and uh, start the series anew. And we have an exciting topic we're both studying, and I'm looking forward to that. So take care, guys. Jesus bless you all. Thank you for listening to War Vessel Radio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow and share this podcast with others so the truth of Jesus Christ will continue to spread. Thanks again for listening, and may the love, joy, peace, and grace of Jesus fill you today.